Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. That was amazing. And that little phrase there, if we will learn to depend on him. And that's what we all need to do. I think it's Hard for us in our Western world to learn to depend on him, even though we might have jobs and we can go to the supermarket and buy bread and buy what we need. But we need to learn to depend on him so that he can be our everything because he's our amazing father. Now, I am not going to interrogate these guys, as tempting as it might be. Do I sit in here? I don't know. This feels feels pretty regal back here. (laughs) chair though. Might fall asleep if I sit in that chair. Right, guys. Firstly, we have Rick and Alex. Morning. And Murray. Morning. So first of all, guys, we'll keep it light initially just to lull them into a false sense of security. Um, First of all, just can you just explain who, you know, your family, your family just quickly as a child a little bit and then what your family looks like now, current day? Starting with you, Rick. I'll go first. I'm Rick. Um, I have a blended family, so um, I have four four kids, uh, and um, yeah, four beautiful kids: uh, 22, uh, 19, uh, 12, and 10. Um, the eldest two are with my um, uh, ex-wife, uh, and they're ones at university and ones in Tamworth uh, working at the moment. Um, and, um, yeah, I've got a smoking hot wife, Amy, who, who's the drummer here. Where's the smoking hot wife? Where are you? Yeah, at? Yeah. Uh. Um, yeah, and that's me. Um, yeah, and I grew up without, without a real a father, so that's, yeah. Yeah, right. Yep. All right, we'll me. delve into that a little bit more. Alex? Um, I'm 18, so obviously I don't have any children of my own. <laughs> One of these is not like the other. But I've got my wonderful mum who was singing earlier and my wonderful father who I brag about but sometimes forget to put the B on the front, bragging about him. (laughs) And I've got a 21-year-old brother who lives in Newcastle and is studying at uni. Okay. That'll be my turn, I guess. I grew up on a family farm, third generation, mum and dad, and two older sisters. Now to uh, that one over there, Melinda. Four kids, Gabby, Mitchell, Macaulay and Tristan. All here somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Oh, did you want to talk a little bit about your, your family life? Like what you... Just growing up on the farm, doing the farm thing. Great, great example from both my parents. Uh, His sisters do think he's a golden child. Yeah, no, two, two older sisters, but they're okay now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, we'll... Um, so following on, how did you get to know Jesus? Well, grew up in a uh, traditional sort of conservative Presbyterian church, sort of family life, whatever. Always at church, always said grace, always said prayers, and, and that was sort of really it. Uh, then I, was, I remember I was 16 and I used to go to a couple of youth camps and was just, I'm trying to think back, it's the odd year ago now, but um, uh, after the speakers and all the music and rah, rah, we went back to our dorms and uh, yeah, I just got down beside the bed and uh, asked Jesus into my life 
and it hasn't been has been uh, overly smooth for you know it was on and off sort of thing. Had a lot of growing to do, and still have, but uh, getting a whole lot better. Alex, how about you? Um, I've grown up in a wonderful Christian home. It's been an absolute blessing. I've been going to church all my life, and I spent 14 years at Corinna Christian School just here in Tamworth. So every sphere of my life's been Christian sphere, which is a blessing of it in and of itself. But I still managed to be the shy kid who by year six had no friends and was fairly lonely. And study year seven, I went to this amazing thing called Chaffee Camp. Some of you may have heard of it. And there were just a couple people there who just showed me the love of God in a way that I've never seen before. And I was just so overwhelmed by it that I just gave my life to the Lord. And he came into my life so powerfully that I've just been filled with the joy of the Lord since then. Amazing. Good story. What about you, Rick? Um, uh, through uh, my wife, yeah, and the uh, Blue Cross Church, uh, she started taking me there because I just wanted to follow her um, <laughs> and um, basically just do what she was doing. Uh, and, yeah, I was just introduced to um, uh, Jesus through the people, really. So um, how long ago was that, um, in perspective? That, 13 years ago, okay. she tells me. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Sorry. Just coming in. Yeah, 13 years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So 13 years ago, yeah. Uh, and before that, um, I, I, you know, I, had, I was a long way away from uh, being a, a, a believer in Christ. So I was uh, as far away as you can get, yeah. So your family just explained, like growing up, you didn't go to church or you... No, no church at all. Um, the, the background of my family is sort of, um, you know, uh, criminals and, and um, blue-collar workers, and, and which is great. They're great and, and not really going to church at all, believing in anything. There was no talk about God at all around the house. Um, it, 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 you know, I had a, a stepdad growing up who was not a very kind stepdad. Like, he was one of the worst stepdads you can get. Um, and my mum, who loved me very much, who still does, um, but yeah, there was no there was no room for for God in 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 our lives then. So how are they now that they've seen your life and you know how God's changed you as a person? Yeah. How's my, that impacted them? As well, well, my grandmother thinks I'm an actual preacher, so you <laughs> <laughs> should have invited I'm her. Not, I'm not. A, I'm not. Um, you could prove her right. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, yeah, my mum's, like, you know, they ask every time. We got to see my mum um, last week. She lives in Adelaide. And oh. she still asks, you know, are you guys still going to church and stuff like yeah. that? And we just say, yeah, yeah, we do. Yep, yep. My brother knows. Um, I nearly got my brother over, over the line. He's getting close. But, yeah, yeah, it's a work in progress, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. God touches and loves families, yeah, and the ripple effect. Um, now, a little bit about fatherhood then. How has well we'll stick with you, Rick Sings, you're okay. there and you're preacher, you're a preacher. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how has your relationship with God mm. and your earthly father, how has that impacted and, and changed firstly from your earthly father, how you viewed Father God? Yeah. It went from um, as a as a kid missing my father so much, like a lot. Um, mm. and it it would 
it ob- obsessed my life to think that he, you know, he died very young, um, and it was something that I held that that I would go through the same thing because it's like like father, like son. Yeah. So I always had this thing that I was going to die young, and that never. I'm not young anymore. I'm, well, I'm young, but not young. Yeah, you no. are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it, that's not true. And and coming to the realization that I have a, a father who is over, it, it, like he's the father above everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. That gave me a peace, and it, and it did, and it changed my life. It, it like changed it to okay. Well, these earthly ways are, are not something my father wants me to do. Um, and they're not good for me. So I changed those um, pretty much straight away. Yep. That's amazing. It's an amazing revelation that your heavenly father then has really become, ju- take, filled at that gap hole that your he- earthly father... Yeah, he, he filled that gap once I, once I acknowledged and once I determined to spend my life believing in Jesus, that he filled that gap. Yeah, right. It was lit. That's amazing. I'll come back to you, Alex. I'll take a rain check, as I'm not a father, unless there's something I don't know about. <laughs> no, but how does your how's your relationship with your? <laughs> this was a question pause, about fatherhood, pause. wasn't it? How how has your um, relationship with your earthly dad affected how you view your heavenly father? I believe I misheard the question earlier. My apologies. <laughs> my relationship with my earthly father, yeah. My dad's just been such an excellent example and he's just shown me such an unconditional love and, yeah, he's modelled relationship with God so well for me that that's really encouraged me that my heavenly father also just loves me so much and that I can go to him with everything because, so, relationships with dad, I've had it described to me as a cycle. When you're a young kid... Your dad can do everything. He's amazing. He's your hero. Then you move into a teenagehood and he knows nothing and he can do nothing and you can ask him nothing. (laughs) Apparently, when you go into adulthood and fatherhood for yourself, you're like, you're going to admit that he can do some stuff and you should probably ask him a few things. And then eventually the cycle ends with when he eventually moves on, he knows everything and you wish you could ask him everything. And then I don't think I've hit those later two stages just yet. (laughs) Still love you, Dad. But, yeah, it's... He modelled for me so well that I can just ask him everything and that when I'm in the stage where I still feel like Dad knows nothing and I can ask him nothing, I've got a Dad above who I can still ask everything because he's never going to know nothing. He's always going to know everything. Yeah, and your Dad will be up the back for parenting tips for all the other Dads that feel like they need a bit of help. (laughs) Murray, how about you with your relationship with your dad and how that affected how you saw God and then obviously your dad passed away a while ago as well? Yeah, look, dad was the sort of guy that he was very, very strong. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him strong will, but he's just a strong sort of person, but very, very meek and mild. And I saw that growing up and when dad sort of said something, you went to listen whether I did or didn't, yeah. but and then at the age of 55, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. So we watched him for 20 years gradually go down. But up until the day he died, he was just, he never complained and he never 
got emotional about things, but never complained about his illness. Never say, why me? None of that, you know. And, and I fed him. I don't know whether I'd be able to handle that. Um, uh, I think I'd have a few more words to say about that. But um, And then Dad passed away about 11 years ago. And I was just saying, well, I know where he is. He's in heaven. He's here going, you go. Um, but God... Well, and I had to then rely on God more so, and I'm still still relying on Him more so than ever. Um, but yeah, He filled in that He filled in that gap uh, more so because up until oh, I guess up until Dad oh, well Dad died, I suppose yeah, you always look to your earthly father. Well, I did anyway um, for advice and what have you. But Dad's gone, and um, you know it's uh, well, I guess it made me realise that yeah, I needed to. Spend more time with our earthly. So, like what's one thing father. you'd pass on to? Sorry? One thing you wish you could do better, or with our kids, or one important thing that you give to our kids as a father. Listen to your father for a start. <laughs> Other than that. <laughs> oh, just what's that? Uh, what's the scripture? Don't lean on lean under your on your own understanding, yeah. wherever it goes. In all things, trust God, basically. Whoever that goes, yeah. just trust, trust God. And Rick, what's one thing that you think is important as a father for you to hand to your kids? Um, just being patient, I think, is is the biggest challenge coming from a, a particularly blended family where the eldest two I didn't see a lot, and having patience that God has has them. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you looking into the future, Alex? Hmm, well, as a father, <laughs> Long into I would the want to. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to pass on. God, God is good. And there's just so much joy that you can find simply in knowing him. I, I've found so much joy for myself and he's just filled me overflowing with this joy that he's given me. Christianity is fun. God is good. And like, He's a relational God. Like, yeah. he, he knows what you need and he's there for you all the time. And, yeah, he's a good God. Yeah, no matter you what him. your experience of fatherhood in the past, in the present, in the future, God is faithful and he knows each one. You may relate to bits and pieces of some of these guys' stories. Reach out to God. Because he's a good, good father. And whatever you need, whether you need to be more patient, whether you need to have more compassion for your own kids and other kids, God's got that. He's got all the equipment and all the tools that you need to be the dad or the role model that you need to be for people who maybe who even aren't related to you, who God's put in your world, the young people that you work with, your workmates. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Give me a hand. Hey again. Thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued, and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au. And thanks again for listening.